Turn to your neighbor and say, you're most welcome in the presence of God. You're most welcome in the presence of God. Well, um, uh, we have been ministering on the word of God since fr uh, Friday evening. I've enjoyed myself to, uh, to stay here. I've enjoyed the ministry a lot. I enjoyed the response of this church. And um, I want to honor the man of God, Apostle Water, for inviting us to come and minister the word of God. Uh, we are so grateful, sir, for the good work you are doing here. And we appreciate uh, Pastor Maluato also for looking after the man of God so that he can preach well. Uh, we appreciate you, Mama. Put your hands together for your mother. Yes, sir. I came, I came with my wife, Pastor Joy. Uh, and and I, I, I think I wanted her to sing, but uh, uh, she will sing in the evening. So if you come in the evening, if you, if you come in the evening, you will see the, the singing of angels. Put your hands together for my wife. Uh, We'll go straight into the word of God. I'm preaching a message this, this, this morning. God, honor the key to your miracle. Honor is the key to your miracle. And, and the Bible says, uh, our scripture reading is Malachi 1 verse 6. Malachi 1 verse 6. The Bible says, if I am your father, a son honors his father. A servant his master. If then I be your father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts, unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised thy name? They are asking a question. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a question. You offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Verse 8. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with you? Or accept thy person, says the Lord of hosts. Can somebody say amen? I'll read another scripture. Proverbs 4, verse 7. Proverbs 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in your getting, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. Can somebody say amen? Now, I want to define what wisdom is in connection to honor. I want you to be attentive so I can cut off all those lines that you used to have to go to to wait for a prophet to pray for you. My objective this morning is to cut off a dependency syndrome of the anointing of a person. I, I want to teach you from the word of God that if you can honor God, 
the miracles that you have been searching for, the miracles that you have been desiring for, they'll start manifesting personally in your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What is wisdom? There are a lot of definitions of wisdom. I preach wisdom for about six months. But I like this definition. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. The difference in seasons. The difference in the presence of God the manifest, the manifest presence of God and the presence of God. The difference in rank. The way I approach Apostle Ruate is not the way I approach the usher who is writing names outside. It takes wisdom for you to understand that. Can somebody say wisdom? Can somebody say wisdom? When you are a wife and you want money for your husband, you always have to know the, the, the difference. The face of your husband can tell whether she will give you money or give you a slap. Can somebody say wisdom? Wisdom is the ability for you to know the difference. And listen, listen to the preacher. And the difference is your reward system here on earth. The difference is your reward system here on earth. They pay you better. They pay you different. They pay you more. Because you are different. Can somebody say amen? I say can somebody say amen? When you solve a problem, the whole universe, universe cooperates to reward you. What is honor then? Honor is the reward that you give to somebody for the difference they make in your life. I'll say this again. Honor is a reward that is given to somebody that makes a difference in your life. That's why if you read your Bible, the Bible says you should, you should give a double honor to those who work in the word of God. Because the word I'm preaching to you right now eh, will not benefit you here on earth. We will not only benefit here on earth. It will benefit you also in heaven. So you have to be attentive to me more than your professor in a school. Because whatever the professor is teaching you will end here on earth. But what I'm teaching you right now will take you to heaven and will give you some ranks in heaven. Can somebody say amen? So as a result, I always feel uncomfortable when you are in a classroom and you have a notebook and you are taking notes for some things that you will never use on earth. But then when you go in church, you don't take notes. You, do, you don't write anything. You don't look serious. You sleep. It's like there are people who cannot sleep on their bed at home. They have a double bed. But they are tossing on a double bed. The moment they, en they enter the church and the pastor says Matthew 6 verse 17 immediately you must have a demon. Can somebody say amen? Now listen to the preacher. I'm talking about honor is a key to your miracle. The Bible says 
Jesus Christ, although he was the son of God, although he was anointed, and he told people about it, he says, the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor, to set the captives free, to open up the blind eyes, to open up prison doors, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and to bring the Lord's judgment. But there was a time he went in this village and he did whatever he was doing somewhere else and nobody got healed. So there must be something that made Jesus to perform a miracle. If the master, the savior, the son of God, the lady of the valley, bright morning star, light of the tribe of Judah, could not perform a miracle, there must be something I need to give you that scripture. If you can understand this scripture, those long lines waiting for you to be anointed is over. I said those line, li long lines that you are waiting to be anointed is over. Can somebody say amen? Matthew 6 verse 1 to 5. Matthew 6 1 to 5. Matthew 6 verse 1 to 5. 6, 1 to 5. The Bible says, take heed that you do not, uh, Matthew's, uh, I'm sorry, Mark, Mark, Mark 6, verse 1 to 5. Mark 6, Mark 6 verse 1 to 5. Mark 6, 1 to 5. And he went out from thence and came unto his own country, and his oh. disciples followed him. Continue. And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing, hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? What wisdom is this which is given to him, that even much, much mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter's son? the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph and Jude and Simon, are not his sisters here with us. And they were offended at him. Verse 4. And Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor. A prophet is not without honor. But in his own country. And among his own kindred. And in his own house. Verse 5. Because, we, because there was no honor there, he could there do no mighty work. Save that he laid hands upon few sick headaches and they healed them. Amen. Can somebody say amen? So we see from this scripture that even Jesus with all the power, with all the anointing, could not do a miracle because they could not honor him. Can somebody say amen? So honor is a key to your next level. Can somebody say amen? Have you realized that you can have people from the same family with the same intellect, but one become a loser and the other become a winner? And, and usually, the difference is Ephesians 6 verse 1. Look at Ephesians 6 verse 1. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 verse 1, it's about honor. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, it says, Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Verse 3. Look at verse 3. That it may be well with you. May it be well with you. Amen. I said, may it be well with you. That it might be well with you and that you may live long here on earth. So according to the Bible, it's not just exercise that makes you live long. According to the Bible, it's not just vitamins that makes you live longer. According to the Bible, it's honor that makes you live longer. According to the Bible, it's the respect of elders, the honor of your parents that makes 
makes you better than others. Can somebody say amen? If you read your Bible, you discover that Elisha and Gehaz had the same father. But one became a miracle worker. The other one inherited leprosy. They had a father in the spirit. And his name was Elijah. Both of them. But one became a loser and the other one became a winner. Esu and Jacob had the same father called Isaac. They came from the same womb. Actually, Esu was preferred than Jacob. Jacob was that son who was always in the kitchen with the Testing the food if it is ready. <laughs> but Esu was the one who was a darling to his father. Because he was a hunter. He would go and fight. When the blessing was supposed to be given, the Bible says, Jacob, because he persisted for looking for birthright. What is a birthright? A birthright is being the first foot of the family. According to Exodus 3, that which opens the womb of a woman becomes God. Can somebody say amen? He honored the principle of God. He honored the principle of God. And because he honored the principle of God, Jacob, not even Abraham, became Israel. Jacob, not even Isaac, became the nation. By Jacob, Israel cannot be defeated. Because of Jacob, Jacob's faithfulness, Jacob's principle of belief in honor, the Bible says in the scriptures in Numbers 23 verse 23 Israel cannot be cursed Israel cannot be wished because I have not found any iniquity in Jacob not in Abraham but in Jacob surely there is no enchantment against Jacob neither is there any definition against Israel according at this is the in, in to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, what has God wrought? Can somebody say amen? The same father, Solomon and Absalom, came from the same father. One became a loser and the other one became a winner. What's the difference? Honor. Attitude. There are many intelligent people. There are many doctors. One becomes the head. The, one, the other one is fired. And usually, it's because of the honor of the boss. When you have a wrong attitude, although you are very qualified, you don't go higher. You might not be as qualified. But if you understand this message yeah, from today onwards, and know how to honor your boss, your boss that smokes mbanje, don't, don't, don't start saying, let's, 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 let's bind him, he's a demon. And, and, and have an attitude as a believer to your boss. And, 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 and that is not godly. When your boss is coming from, from, from home, you go and take his bags. Carry them the, the bags of your boss who smokes mbanje and does not go to church. And when you honor him, he will speak a word to the bigger boss and said, if you are looking for promote, promotion, look for this person. Can somebody say honor? Turn to your neighbor and say, I honor you for sitting next to me and not disturbing me. Jesus Christ taught his disciples 
that miracles happen because you are honored. He taught them a principle. Listen to this principle. He taught them. Don't go to a place that you are tolerated, but where you are celebrated. Uh, he says that, that place, miracles will start happening. In Matthew 10, verse 7. Matthew 10, verse 7. Matthew 12, 7. Matthew 10, verse 7. In Matthew 10, verse 7. Matthew 10, verse 7. The Bible says, and as you go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In verse 8, we are doing this. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freedom you have received. Then freedom gave. In verse 9. Provide neither gold nor silver. Nor brass in your purses. He says don't take, don't take a wallet when you are going to preach. Don't take a wallet. Don't take shoes. The minister of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was at another level. He says don't take anything. Just go to a place. And find a person who honors you. He says, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. Verse 10. No strip for your journey, neither two courts. Into whatsoever city or town you shall enter. Inquire who is it worthy, meaning that who honors you. And there abide till you go thence. Look at verse 12, how we, the conditions of staying there. Verse 12, we are doing this. We are reading a scripture. And when you come into the house, salute it. Hallelujah. Amen. In verse 13. Look at verse 13. It says, And if the house be worthy, let your peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. In verse 14. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Can somebody say amen? Amen. I say, can somebody say amen? So we see from the scripture that the miracles of God, if it is God, operates under the foundation of honor. If you learn how to honor, you honor your boss, you honor your pastor. That's why the Bible says you should give your pastor a double honor. Not just honor, double honor. When you know how to honor your pastor, when you know how to honor your boss, when you know how to honor God, my friend, sky is not a limit. It's God who is the limit in your life. Can somebody say amen? amen. And do you know what God says about you? He says, I know thoughts that I have towards you. I say, I know thoughts that I have towards you. They are not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good that you should have your expected end. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Your end will be beautiful. I say your end will be powerful. I say your end will be glorious. Can somebody say thank you Jesus. Jesus Christ one day. He was about to make a mistake. He was moving in his ministry. Going to perform a miracle. Because usually he will perform a miracle. And teach people. As he was going. The elders of Israel, they approached him. They said, please, don't waste your anointing for the people you're going to. There is a man in this town who is honorable, who is worthy. Pray for him first. I give you a scripture free of charge. Luke 7, Luke 7, verse 2. In Luke 7, verse 2, the Bible says, and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. Verse 3, and when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Verse 4. 
And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he is worthy, meaning that he is honorable, for whom he should do this thing. Verse 5. For he loveth our nation. What did he do to honor God? The man loveth our nation and he has built us a synagogue. He has built us a church. The man is honorable. Do not waste your anointing on people who disrespect you. There is a man in the village. Listen to the preacher. There must be a time in your life where when God is looking for one person in Pretoria, it has to be you. Can somebody say amen? Don't move by the blessing of the masses. You know, there are people who feel like at least they are better because they are comparing themselves with average people. You can be a lion among the rats. You are not a lion. You are just a big rat. But, 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 but you need to reach at the certain level where you know that you know when God comes to Pretoria, he's looking for my house. Can somebody say amen? And this morning, I'm giving you a secret of how God can see you among men. And that's honor. You need to honor the house of God. You need to honor your pastor. You need to honor the prophet. You need to honor your president. I say you need to honor your president. Hallelujah. Amen. Christianity is not politics, people, people of God. Whoever God has put over us as a president, he should be honored. Because you're not going to remove him with your serious uh, prayers. He's going to take five years to stay there. So, so you have to pray for this person. You have to honor this person so that he can be well with him. Because as Christians speak, they create something. So you can create something for somebody who is your leader and it performs badly. It is harmful for all of us. But when you are intelligent, you understand that God puts somebody in front of you that if you honor them, the blessing of their vicinity and their jurisdiction starts manifesting upon your life. Can somebody say amen? I'm talking about honor, the key to your miracle. Can somebody say amen? The greatest miracle that happened in the Bible is about Lazarus. The resurrection of Lazarus is the greatest miracle in the Bible. Do you know why? Because he died three days and he rotted. When, when somebody is rotting, it means worms are eating him. You understand me? Worms are eating him. And, and, and if worms are eating him, the worms process and cycle of development eventually becomes a fly. So there are some worms which flew away from the graveyard. So, 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 so when Jesus Christ came to the graveyard and says, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. It means the flies had to fly back and became worms. And the worms had to I had to vomit the, the flesh and, and come back to his, to his place. And Lazarus had to move out of the, of the cocoon. And move out of the of, of, of the tomb. But how that, that, did that miracle happen? The greatest miracle in the Bible. How did it happen? I'll give, I'll give you a secret. Turn to your neighbor and say, Shh. The pastor is about to give you a secret. And tell, tell the other one, that one doesn't believe you. Tell the other one. Say, I tell them, say, don't, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> 
So when the secret, eh? Spirit. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, said, I do not call you servants anymore. I'm calling you friends because I'm revealing secrets. He said to the masses, I speak in parables. But to you, I'm I'm speaking secrets. So what I'm talking about is a kingdom mystery. The Bible says in John 11, 11, verse 1, I'll be jumping because of time. I'll be just going up and down there. John 11, verse 1. And now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of, of Bethany the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Now, that's a family. Eh? There's Lazarus, there's Mary, and there's Martha. That's a family. Remember this. This is a family. Now, a certain man was sick and named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Continue. Let's do this. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with an ointment. It was that Mary which anointed Jesus. Remember that Mary, which even the disciples did, was jealous of his worship, of our worship? You remember that Mary? That Mary that broke the Arabaster and the demon in Judah started manifesting immediately. <laughs> What a waste, what a waste, what a waste. We could have sold the perfume and given to the poor. You need to reach at that level where when you open your wallet to give an offer, demons in elders should start manifesting. <laughs> what a waste, what a waste. Then your neighbor and say, how, how did the pastor know about you? <laughs> the Bapa says in verse 3, he said, he said, it is, and therefore his sister sent him, saying, Lord, behold, to whom thou lovest is sick. Do you know that Jesus Christ never said he loved anybody in the Bible? Including John, who the, John. is called the disciple that Jesus loves most. But it's not God Jesus who said it. Good. It is John who said it. It is said, I'm the disciple Jesus loves most. Jesus Christ loved everybody the same. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But, 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 but the sister of Lazarus says, therefore his sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold him who thou lovest. Now, I want to break down there because of time. Now, I want you to introduce it properly. Why this miracle is because in this house is a place where Jesus Christ would sojourn to eat food. This is a place where he was eating all the time. You remember one time Jesus Christ was saying to Martha, 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 though I crumbled with many things. She was in the kitchen. She was preparing chapati and fish. The one that Jesus Christ loves most. And the Bible says, and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus to listen to Jesus Christ. And, and, the, and the Bible says Martha was complaining because she was the one who was baking and, 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 and praying for Jesus. Because they were used to do that in their family. This is a place which saved Jesus, honored Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? And this is the house where Mary, who broke the perfume, came from. The same house. The same house. Can somebody say amen? So, as a result, when Jesus heard that Lazarus is sick, the one you love, most, he knew it was it is easy for him to perform a miracle. Because according to the law of a miracle, the prophet should be honored. And in this house, they honored him. In this house, they worshipped him. In this house, this is 
Mary who went to the tomb to see if Jesus Christ has been taken care of. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you honor God. I say may you honor the things of God. Can somebody say amen? I say can somebody say amen? How do you reciprocal or react to the goodness of God? To what God is doing upon your life. How do you react to the love of God? If you look at your scripture, God says, Do not worship any other idol. I am a jealous God. Love should not be one sided. When, when love is one sided, it becomes control. You understand me? Love should be two-sided. So how, as a Christian, how do you respond to the love of God? You, you respond to the love of God by making him number one. The desire of God, I will say this again, is to make him number one. According to the law of the first mention, what is mentioned first becomes more important than what is mentioned second. And in, in Exodus, I think, 20 verse 3, listen to what God is saying. He's saying, I'm a jealous God. Don't worship any other idol. Don't worship money. Don't worship your pastor more than me. Don't worship your church more than me. Don't worship. You see, there are people who worship a pastor more than God. You understand me? They can kneel down to a pastor. Papa. Papa. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, but they can't kneel down. When we are worshipping, they are wondering why we are kneeling down. They are wondering why we are laying on the floor. They are wondering. So I pray in the name of Jesus. Do not worship money. Worship Jesus. Do not worship your working place. There are people who rather have an overtime then come to church. You know what the Bible says? Seek you first. I said seek you first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Can somebody say amen? Even God knows. Even Satan knows that if he can give you more money, you will forget God. Even Satan knows that. I, I used to help my brother in... Uh, James Ford. He was pastoring a church there. He's a chartered accountant and he's a lawyer also at the same time. So he's got big, big money. But he's my young brother. So I, I used, he used to call me to help and preach. On Sunday, in England, it's the toughest to come to church. Because the companies pay you twice if you come to church on Sunday. Even Satan knows that you love money. Even certain knows certain that if I can give these people twice, they will forget God. But the Bible says, you should remember the Lord thy God because he's the one who gave you power to make that money. I say you should remember the Lord thy God because he's the one who gave you power to make that money. In Matthew 6 verse 24, he says you cannot worship money and God at the same time. You hate one and love the other. The Bible says no man can save two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold one and despise the, the other. You cannot save God and mammon. It's like mammon is equated to God, not even certain. That people would rather worship money than God. Can somebody say amen? Do you know why most people struggle to give? Do you know why most people? Do you know why? You struggle to give. 
Do you know when Mary broke the perfume? It was Judas who complained. You see, when you reach at the level where you complain of other people's offerings, you have a very big demon of mammon. You know I mean? There are people who complain in church not because they give, but because, they, because other people are giving. <laughs> and, and, and listen to the preacher. When you, whoever you serve, becomes your master. Now, let me use uh, uh, the, the, the modern English. Whoever you serve becomes your lord or your boss. So the reason why you cannot give money is because you can't send your boss. It's the boss who sends you. So, so, so when, you, when we put money in offering basket, you are sending a servant. Money becomes your servant. Whatever comes out of your hand does not live your life. It just moves to your future and open doors in the future. It becomes your butler. It's your butler. Can somebody say amen? So the reason why you are angry, have you seen that when we preach about money? Your heart. Have you seen your heart? If you are genuine, I'm talking about genuine people. When we talk about money, your, your heart, especially men, you know, it's a big problem of men. Most men, when you talk about money, their hearts start beating. Because you are talking about their God. You are talking about their boss. And they don't like it to talk about their boss. So as a result, you need to reach at the level where you honor God more than any other God. I say you honor God more than any other God. Can, can somebody say amen? I say can somebody say amen? So the first thing that we need to do in order for us to reciprocate the love of God in our lives is to make him number one. God should be the best. God should be the only one. I give you a scripture. Exodus 20 verse, verse 3. It says like this. He says in Exodus 20, verse 3. Exodus 23. Let's do this. I'll give you a lot of scriptures. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything. That is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5. He says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Verse 6. It's like unfair, eh? but that's, that's a fact. And showing mercy unto two, unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Can somebody say amen? Now, most people do not understand God, so as a result, they claim promises which does not concern them. For example, when the Bible says all things work for good of those who love the Lord, it does, it does not talk about Christians. It talks about those who love God. Can somebody say amen? All things work for good of those who love the Lord. And the Bible says eyes have not seen, nor ears heard what the Lord has prepared for those who love him. And that word love there is a manifestation of honor. Can somebody say amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, I honor God. Say, I'm in love with Jesus. Say, I'm in love with Jesus. You say, you, whoever you love, you desire to see. <laughs> Can I say this again? Whoever you love, you desire to see. Whoever you love, you give. I always tell young people, if you are in love with a, with a boy, 
and even a girl and they have never given you 10 rands they don't love you run away as far as the east is to the west <laughs> they don't love you because love is expressed by a gift even God himself could not break the law of love he said for God so loved the world that he gave can somebody say amen so let nobody just Grind you with poetic words that they memorized from Sidingo. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, I will give you some money one day. Holy Ghost fire. I say, Holy Ghost fire. The first is the priority of God. When you give God first, when you, when, when, when you give God first, when you give God first, that was the difference between Abel and Ken. Abel gave the first fruit, the best. The first was God. Ken had given maybe to his father first. Then he took some to, uh, to the village. Then, then he took some to the Red Cross. Then he took some to Skoloto to uh, Bear's furniture. Then he remembered God. <laughs> but not, not, not Abel. He, the first, when it landed in his hands, he remembered God. The Bible says in Genesis, Genesis 4 verse 4. That God did not accept the offering of Cain. But he accepted the offering of, of Abel. Can somebody say amen? I say can somebody say amen? That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 4. That Abel gave an excellent sacrifice. More excellent sacrifice than his brother. More, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Can you say more excellent? More excellent. Can you say excellence? Excellence. He said more excellent sacrifice. Now that word excellent is an adjective like describing it. a noun sacrifice. So there are different types of, of sacrifices. This one is an excellent sacrifice. Excellent sacrifice. What is excellence? Excellence means above average. That's what Above average. For you to know that you are giving above average, when people are giving, just look, at, look around. When you see 10 runs, move to 20. When you see 20 runs around, 20 move to 50. I'm teaching you practical what excellence is all about. Can somebody say amen? Now that word excellence also means attention to detail. I'm preaching the word here. Excellence means attention to detail. It means there are certain principles in the Bible. You cannot break them. You cannot break them. You cannot break them. Even God cannot break his word. When Jesus Christ was on the cross and he carried the sins of the world, God left him. Because light and darkness do not stay together. God could not say, oh my son, I'm sorry. I am coming for you, my son. I am coming for you, my son. Never. He left. Jesus Christ says, Eloi, Eloi, because he had, he had taken the sins of the world. Can somebody say amen? Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Number two, how do I reciprocate the love of God in my life? Number two, I, I honor God as an expression of worship. I honor God as an expression of worship. In Deuteronomy 26 verse 10, look at Deuteronomy 26 verse 10. I honor God as an expression of worship. In Deuteronomy 26 verse 10, the Bible says, Now behold, 
I have bought the first fruit of the land, which thou, O Lord, has given me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Now, what is first fruit? First fruit is an instrument of honor to God. Can I prove to you? Proverbs, Proverbs 3 verse 9. Proverbs 3 9. Proverbs 3 verse 9. Look at Proverbs 3 verse 9. We are doing this. Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruit of thy increase. Go to verse 9 again. Honor the Lord. Let's read together. One, two, three. Go. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruit of thy increase. Verse 10. Look at verse 10. So shall thy bands be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. That's why Abel was preferred because he gave an excellent sacrifice, which is the first fruit, which is the first fruit, the best and the highest and the most quality offering you give to God in Can somebody say amen? It's the first fruit. If you have started a job, you have started working, your first salary belongs to God. If you receive an increment, your first increment belongs to God. If you have a son, the firstborn, according to scriptures, belongs to God. That's why Jacob was fighting to be the firstborn. Because whoever is first in the family is the first fruit of God. Can somebody say amen? So we honor God with the first fruit of our income. Can somebody say amen? In, in Exodus 8 verse 25, look what worship is all about. Most people do not know what worship is. Most people feel worship is, is a song. And some people think worship is just talking. Worship is a sacrifice. You give a sacrifice of first fruit to God. Exodus 8 verse 25. And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go you and sacrifice to your God in the land. Verse 26. And Moses said, It is not meet so to do so, for we shall sacrifice the abomination of Egyptians to our Lord God. Shall we sacrifice the abomination of Egypt before their eyes, and will they not stone us? Verse 27. We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, as he shall command us. Verse 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you shall sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far in it for them. Verse 29. And Moses said, Behold, I go out from there and I will treat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servant, from his people tomorrow. But let no Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore and in not letting the people to go to sacrifice the Lord thy God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Now if you can go on with that scripture, you discover that Pharaoh was always saying, you can go and worship, but don't go very far. He would say, you can go and worship, but don't go very far. Until there's a time where, 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 where Moses said, we don't worship without our animals. We don't worship without our sacrifice. So worship is not complete without sacrifice. Can somebody say amen? I say, can somebody say amen? What is honor? Honor is to be remembered. What is honor? Honor is to be remembered. When you honor God, God honors you. When you honor God, God honors you. In 1 Samuel 2 verse 30. 1 Samuel 2 verse 30. When you honor God, God honors you. 1 Samuel 2 verse 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that 
thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. Them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me shall be rightly esteemed. Can somebody say amen? Amen. When you honor God, remembers God remembers you. And he honors you. There's a story in the Bible that I want you to, uh, to, to, to go and meditate on. And it's in Exodus, in Esther 6 verse 6. Esther 6, 6. It talks about Mordecai. He had honored the king by revealing the secret of other people who are trying to kill the king. And, 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 and the Bible says that was hidden. It was forget, forgotten. And, the, and, and there was a time the king remembered that he didn't honor the person who revealed the conspiracy. So Haman came in and the king said unto him, what shall be done unto the man who the king delighted to honor? Now Naaman thought it is his, in his heart to whom would the king delight to honor more than myself. Verse 7. And Haman answered the king, for the man who the king delighted to honor. Verse 8. Let the royal apparel be brought with, which the king uses to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon the crown royal, which is set upon his head. Now, uh, remember this. Haman was an enemy of the Jews. And, and he was always planning to kill Mordecai. And he didn't know that he's talking about his enemy. May your enemies bless you one day in the name of Jesus. Let your royal apparel be brought with the king and uses to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown which the Lord set upon his head. Verse 9. And let his apparel horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all what the king delighteth to honor, with whom the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on the horseback through the street of the city, proclaim before him, though shall it be done to the man who the king delighteth to honor. Verse 10. And the king said to Haman, Make haste, take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do that to Mordecai, the Jew, that sitteth on the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all thought has spoken. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And the reason why Mordecai was honored is because he had revealed a secret of people trying to break the church or people who are trying to bring sabotage into the kingdom. Can somebody say amen? And because he honored the king, he was honored. I said because he honored the king, he was honored. When you honor God, he will honor you. Can somebody say amen? That also happened to Laban, the prostitute. The Bible says when the spies came to spy, Laban the prostitute hid the spies. And the Bible says, when it was time for blessings, Joshua said, Joshua, Rabban should be spared in Jericho because he was in the side of people of God. He protected men of God. He, he protected men of God from being destroyed. And as we read from scriptures, because of that honor, Rabban, who was a prostitute before, became the great-grandmother -grand of Jesus Christ. He, she was put in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. In spite of your background, in spite of your shortfalls, in spite of what happened yesterday, if you learn how to honor, there are certain things in your past 
were a taboo and it was a catastrophe in your life. They will be cancelled in the name of Jesus. I said they will be cancelled in the name of Jesus. From today, I want you to rise up and understand the revelation of honor. If you can learn how to honor, if you can respect the house of God, you know, one, one preacher came to my church on Wednesday, on midweek service. He's a professor. He's also a pastor. So he was saying to me, Pastor, you're a big man of God. But how do you come to church like this? Because when I come to church, eh, it's just me. I'm, I'm not saying you should do it. But when I come to church, I come with the intercessors. And I pray with the intercessors. So he came a bit late with my other pastors. And he, and he whispered in my, in my ears, Man of God, why do you come early like this? So I said to him, I said, The problem is I'm not a man of God. I'm a boy. And the, who God just uh, showed favor. See, for me to come and minister to, to you right here. When you see me crying, it's the privilege that God has given me. That from all my brothers, most of my brothers, they do well. I'm talking about in the world. Two are in the States. One is in Qatar. The other one is the accountant for the man of God in Haboron. But they, they, they are doing well. But out of them all, I'm a preacher man. Can somebody say amen? God has entrusted me with people's lives. So when I come in church and look at the pulpit and look at people listening to me, I break down. I break down. It's an honor to work for God. I say it's a privilege to work for God. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Men of God, I like your, I like your present worship choir. I don't know their background. I don't know what they do in secret. But, but just their worship. And the way they take the, the, the praise. The, praise and the, the way they take their ministry. It touches my heart so much. It does, especially this young man who comes in front and gives us a, 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 a benediction of uh, who we are in, 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 in this church. Uh, he just touches my heart so much. Because there are many young people who feel like that is not a fashion for them. They would rather be at the football match somewhere. Or they would rather be at the club somewhere. But when we come in the house of God like this, it is an honor and a privilege. I say it's an honor and a privilege. Can somebody say amen? Somebody say thank you, Jesus. I'll, I'll, I'll end up like this because of time. What is the blessing of the first fruit? What is the blessing of the first fruit? I told you already that from the scriptures, the first fruit is a manifestation of how to honor God. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 3 verse 9. Now, what is the blessing of the first fruit? Number one is for divine preservation. Divine preservation. In Jeremiah 2 verse 3. Divine preservation. Jeremiah 2 verse 3. Jeremiah 2 3. The Bible talks about Israel there. Israel said, Israel is my first fruit. Israel was holiness unto the Lord. The first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend me. Evil shall come upon them, says the Lord of hosts. It's a mystery that a small country 
among the enemies cannot be defeated. A small, small country which one of them can just throw an atomic bomb and destroy it. But nobody has won a battle against Israel. And the reason is this scripture here. Israel is a firstborn. Israel is my first fruit. Whoever offend him, whoever devour him, shall offend me. Can somebody say amen? When you give the first fruit to God, you become partners with God in warfare. I say you become partners with God with warfare. You don't have to go around and fight people. When people are fighting you, when people are gossiping about you, you don't go around as a child of God to inquire who is talking what. You know, there are Christians who, when they start manifesting their flesh in the working place, it's not like they are believers anymore. Your battle is to honor God. That's your battle. Don't go in the flesh. Don't fight in the flesh. Don't talk back. Don't gossip back. Don't compete. Don't, compete. don't, 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 don't fight for Musadi and, and Munyadi. You, 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 you honor God. And whoever God honors becomes the first in his budget. Can somebody say amen? So your, your, your job is to honor God, to honor the temple. You come here to church, you pray for the church, you honor the, the temple, you, 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 you meet the man of God. Don't just greet the man of God, put an offering in his hands. It's, 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 it's how you honor the man of God. I know you can honor the man of God by doing many things, but according to scriptures, you honor the prophet by giving them a prophet, a, 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 a seed in their hands. It might not be much. It might not be much. But whatever you give to them is an honor. There's a blessing called the prophet's reward. I said there's a, there's a blessing called the prophet's reward. Even if your pastor is like uh, your pastor who does not like people to just give him money maybe, or he's doing well, but the issue is about you, not about him. Hallelujah! I say hallelujah. So you pray for the pastor. You, 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 you honor him with a seed. You talk good things about him. The more you talk good about him, the God who sees in secret, he will reward you openly. Can somebody say amen? Some people suffer because they do not understand this. Number two, what is the blessing of the first fruit? Overflowing blessings. Overflowing blessings. In Proverbs 3 verse 10, the Bible says, and your bands shall burst out with new wine. So shall thy bands. Let's start from verse 9 again. I'll start from verse 9 for the sake of understanding. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thy increase. Verse 10. And what will happen afterwards? So shall thy bands be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Listen. If it is God, eh? whatever God will bless you, you will amaze you. Can somebody say amen? If what God has blessed you is normal, it's because of your skills and your education. But when God blesses you, the Bible says, and your bands will burst out. Meaning that the container you use to, to put the blessing of God will start breaking. Receive the breaking blessing of God in the name of Jesus. When Peter was fishing and he could not catch fish, and Jesus Christ came on the scene, and he says, 
throw your net into the deeper. After he had given Jesus, Jesus Christ honor by giving him his boat so he can preach from. And from there, Jesus Christ said, throw your nets into the deep. Listen to the preacher. When they caught the fish, the fish broke the net. If it is God who bless you this year, it has to break the limitations of your life. Can somebody say amen? I said, can somebody say amen? amen. In my house, I, 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 I bought three fridges delivered. In, even when I did, not, I did not have much, but I still have always three fridges. Because sometimes, somebody comes with the whole God and put it in a deep freezer. Somebody, somebody brings uh, uh, some drinks. Put, put them in, a, in the fridge. So, so when I when I when I close my fridge, eh, it's always opening because 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 it's overflowing. It's, bi- it's, a, it's a biblical fridge. So when I open, close my fridge, I, I close it with my, my, my shoulder like this. Because, because it's break it's breaking. It's a blessing of God. Can somebody say Amen? If it does not break your boundaries, it's not from the Lord. Can somebody say amen? The Bible says, when you give a tithe, there will not be room enough to contain the blessing. That's what the Bible says. It's the language of God. I say it's the language of God. In Deuteronomy, the Bible says, I shall bless you with a blessing that will overtake you. Meaning that as before you finish the ble- this blessing, the, the other blessing is overtaking you. Receive the blessing that overflows. I say receive the blessing that overflows. In Joel 2 verse 26. Joel 2 verse 26. The Bible says in Joel 2 verse 26. It says and, and, and uh, you shall overflow. Your bands will overflow with new one. Joel 2 verse 26. The computer has, has died. I can read it from the Bible. Joel 2 verse 26. Joel 2 verse 26. How do you say joy in Zulu? Maybe if I should say it. Jewel. 2 verse 26. It's here. And you shall eat it with plenty. I want us to read uh, very strongly. This is your inheritance. I'm giving you a scripture for your inheritance. Free of charge. One, two, three, go. And you shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God. That has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. I say, my people shall never be ashamed. I say, you shall never be ashamed. I say, you shall never be ashamed. Can somebody say amen? Overflowing blessing is a blessing of Abraham. God says to Abraham, in blessing you shall be a blessing. And he said, all the families of the earth shall be blessed because of you, Abraham. When you are blessed, your siblings should be blessed. Your parents should be blessed. Because you are blessed. Can somebody say amen? I say, can somebody say amen? One day my brother in America said to me, you are a Christian? I want us to go and build an administration block in our village. So I want you to do it. You do three quarters, I will help you. So I went to the village. I find this primary school. The teachers don't have a... Uh, the deputy headmaster does, does not have an office. The, the, the office of the headmaster is dilapidated. And there's no staff room. So, so we, we started building there. We started building there. He provided quarter the money. I, I provided three quarters of the money. The blessing of God. When God blessed me, my village is blessed. Can somebody say amen? I want to reach at the level where I can put 
I can I can put uh, water in my village like 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 Mr. Otabel. Mr. Otabel says uh, when he was coming out of the village going to town, he was a laughing stock. But, but he had to come back to that town and provide water in every house and to provide lights in the streets. Now I pray in the name of Jesus when you are believing God for the blessing of God, it should not just be for you. It should be an overflowing blessing. As it should be an overflowing blessing. Number three, number three, the blessing of the first float gives you divine sanctification. It sets you apart. It makes you different. In Romans 11 verse 16. Romans 11 verse 16. Romans 11 verse 16. It distinguishes you. Romans 11 verse 16. The Bible says, For if the first fruit be holy, the lamp is also holy. If the root be holy, so are the branches. Verse 17. Go back to verse uh, 16. Uh, go to verse 15. 15. Okay, I'll just read verse 16. Go to verse 16 again. We'll read together. One, two, three, go. For if, if the, the first fruit be holy, holy the, lamp the lamp is also holy. holy. If the root be holy, holy, so are the branches. So the Bible says, when you start off, the root of your life, if you start it as a first fruit to God, the whole of your life is holy. The whole of your life is set apart. Can somebody say amen? I say, can somebody say amen? My young brother failed chartered accountancy test seven times. Seven times. I hear the chartered accountants here. My young brother failed seven times. When he failed seven times, at work they promoted him. He was working in an audit company where everybody is a chartered accountant. He was a failure. He had failed chartered accountant examinations. But God told him when I was at Bible school to give me the whole of his salary for one year. That's him. So he got all his salary. One time I'm coming from Bible school. I'm, I'm wearing the clothes that I came from Malawi with because my Bible school was in Botswana. He says, God has told me to give you all my money. He said, wow. If God told you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it very quickly. Bring it very quickly. Before you change your mind. <laughs> he's counting. He's counting. He said to me, even when going home, you could not take a combi. You could not afford a combi. So he was running to work. This is a true story. He was running to work. And he said, he said he was pretending to be like in faith. And when he reaches the robots, he will stop, he will stop with the cars. And when they say green, he will run again. And he's going to work. But after he did that, they promoted him and became a supervisor for Jadad Accountants. Remember, he failed Jadad Accountants. So he's starting off in life. He gave me the whole salary of one year. And I went to the second-hand market. You know, do you have second-hand markets here? Yes, I went to buy two suits there at a second-hand market. Second -hand that was market. my level. Do not live a life which you have never reached yet. Yeah. So I, I bought second-hand clothes, nice clothes, and, 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 and uh, the handkerchief here and the tie. My God. When I arrived at school, our teacher was an American. And he looked at us at me and said, my God, who sent you this from America? <laughs> 
Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Now listen to the preacher. This my young brother then went to England. England. He was working in a supermarket, packing oranges. He was mopping the hospital, mopping the hospital to get school fees. Then he passed chartered accountants. When he passed chartered accountants, he got a job. They promoted him to be the vice president of the biggest insurance company in Europe. He was the first black person. Then he left. And he left pastoring. He went back home. Then they headhunted him. In Qatar, they were looking for a British to, to, to run a department of uh, uh, finance in a big insurance company in Qatar. So they, they called the agents in England. The agents in England says, although you are looking for a white person, there is a black person who behaves like a white person. <laughs> So they headhunted him because the honor of God was upon him. He had given the first fruit to God. So they brought him to Qatar. To own the, and in Qatar, you don't pay tax. At first, you used to pay tax. You don't pay tax. So as a result, loaded young man, loaded young man, he became a lawyer. After being an accountant, he became a lawyer. And, 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 and he started Increasing and expanding. As I'm talking right now, he's building flats, six flats. The blessing of God has come upon his life. He's like all of them. The difference is that he honors God. That's what makes you different. I said, that's what makes you different. So if the, if the root be hoary, so are the branches. The last... The last benefit of first fruit, and I'll close there because of time, is Ezekiel 44 verse 30. Ezekiel 44 verse 30. In Ezekiel 44 verse 30, the Bible says, and the first of the first fruit of all things, and every oblation of all, and every sort of oblation shall be the priest. You shall also give unto the priest the first of your Tao, that he may cause the blessing to rest upon your house that he may cause the blessing to rest upon your house. This is what we call generational blessings. Generational blessings. When you give the first fruit, eh, and the priest declares a blessing upon your life, it is the priest, the honor of the priest, that causes the blessing to rest upon your house. May your house be blessed. May your families be blessed. May your children's children be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. God desires for you not to operate in, 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 in generational cases. In Africa, we are very cautious of generational cases. That most people are afraid that they are cursed forever because of the cursing of their fathers. But the Bible says, when you give the first fruit, the blessing rests upon your house. So as we start our journey again after COVID. I pray in the name of Jesus. May the blessing of God that do not add in a soul rest upon your house in the name of Jesus. May it rest upon your house in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus and give him glory. I want you to pray for understanding. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 7. Proverbs 4 verse 7. In your getting, wisdom is a principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. As I started off, I started defining what wisdom is. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. The difference is a system that God rewards you. And the world rewards you. Because of the difference. What is honor? Honor is the reward that you give to a person that 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 makes a difference in your life. Honor is a reward that you give to a person that makes a difference in your life. Can somebody say amen? Has God made a difference in your life? I say, has God made a difference in your life? Has this church made a difference in your life? Has your pastor made a difference in your life? The Bible says you have to honor them. It's a principle of God that you have to honor those who make a difference in your life. In a in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray for two minutes and say to God, teach me how to honor. Teach me how to honor. The Bible talks about honor between a husband and wife. The wife should honor their wives. Between the parents and children, children should honor their parents. Between the workers and the boss, the Bible says you should honor your masters. You should honor your masters. Most people do not understand this. So I've seen people who are rude who come to church and tell me, Pastor, anoint me. I want to be the boss at work. I've never been promoted. So anoint me. But what they need is not anointing. What they need is to honor their bosses. What they need is to respect their bosses. So we have Christians, we pray for men of God and they fall down to be anointed and they go to work and become more rude. They knock off at any time. When they come to church, they come, they come to church to drink tea. You know, have you seen people who come to church? I mean, come to work. I mean, they will come to work. The first thing that the first thing they are thinking about is tea break. That's the first thing they are looking for. Is tea break. And, and and before people knock off, you have knocked off. And people know you actually with that character. You say, ah, you're talking about the sister Holy Ghost. He has knocked off before the boss said he's knocked off. And then you think like, why is God not blessing me? The problem is you are a dishonorable person. You are a rude person. If you can change your attitude and become honorable and become respectful, respect elderly people, respect your boss, respect your pastor. Some of you even gossip about your pastor. Of all the people that have hurt you, you choose only a pastor to gossip against. You are cursed. Of all the people, your uncle who flies at night, you don't talk about him. Your uncle who flies at night, he comes at your house. You can't talk about him. You choose a person who prayed for you. You choose a person who made you born again. Satan has deceived you. He knows. Even if your pastor does not know that, you are in trouble. I have come in town to rescue you. I say I've come to in town to rescue you. From this, from this, from this conference, the blessing of God will never miss you again in I declare. May prosperity locate your address in the name of Jesus. I say, may prosperity locate your address in the name of Jesus. If you agree with me, say amen. If your amen is louder, receive it with a double portion. I say, if your amen is louder, receive it with a double portion.
I want you to pray for one minute or two minutes and ask God, teach me how to honor. Teach me how to honor. Stand up and pray to God and say, teach me how to honor. Teach us how to honor you, Lord. Teach us how to honor, how to honor our brothers. Teach us how to honor our neighbors. Teach us how to honor the president. Teach us how to honor the pastor. Teach us how to honor our parents. Jesus, King of glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. While every head is bowed down and every eye is closed, if you came to the house of God and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. If you are that person, lift up your right hand and I'll pray for you. You are saying, I want to be born again. And I want, to, I want to be a child of God. I want to repent my sins. I want to come to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody? Who need Jesus? Jesus says, I'm knocking on the door. If you open, I will dine with you. If you need Jesus, lift up your hand. I'm waiting for you to come to Jesus. The other group of people I'm praying for, if you are born again, but you backslided, you are not doing the same things you used to do before. The love of Christ in your life has dwindled down. You want to come back to Jesus, to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray for you. You want to recommit your life, to dedicate your life. Think of that hand. You can lift it very high, my sister. God bless you. My daughter, my daughter. Anybody else? You want to commit your life to God. If Jesus will come today and the trumpet of war, you know you are not sure if you enter heaven or not. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Very high, God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Those who are lifting up their hands, can you come in front? Can you come in front? Walk in front. Walk in front. God bless you. 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 You can walk in front. You can walk in front. God bless you. God bless you. It's a blessing. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, what? This is powerful. One of the most honorable things that I get excited with above the treasures of the world, above the glory of the world, is to lead one person to the Lord. Especially a young person. Because I know when you are, when you are young, you are easy to be modded. I was, I was born again at your age. I was struggling. I was struggling all the time. But you see, when you are born again at your age, you can be whatever God wants you to be. Because you have not gone through bad, many bad experiences. You are flexible in the name of Jesus. It's a privilege and honor for me to, for me to lead you to the Lord. It's a privilege. 
Lift up your hand. If you can stretch forth your hands and pray a prayer that there will be the fruit that will last. That there will be the fruit that will last. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say after me, Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart God raised Jesus from the dead so that my life should also resurrect from death. From today, I declare I am born again. I'm a child of God. The blood of Jesus has washed my sins away. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you guard these people jealously. That no devil, no demon will take them back to where they started from or to where they were before. May they stay in the kingdom of God as a permanent citizen of the kingdom of God. Protect them with their blood. Especially protect their minds. I come here, Father God, as a priest and I rebuke every enemy on their journey of life. I declare that every curse of poverty is broken in the name of Jesus. Every curse of premature death is broken in the name of Jesus. Every curse of bad luck is broken in the name of Jesus. Every curse of freak accidents is broken in the name of Jesus. Every case of insanity and confusion is broken in the name of Jesus. You are free. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The truth has been preached in your heart and may the truth set you free today in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together, people. I want you just to be talked to for a short time and be encouraged and uh, so you can know the problems of the church. The most important thing is to keep on coming to church. Even, even if things don't make sense. You understand? Keep on coming to church and don't come to church because of feelings. Like, like, like today, you see, I, I, yesterday I suffered my body a lot and today, if, if I was a member of this church, I would have been sleeping. But I have to come. It's by faith that we live. You understand? So when you come to church, people should not call you to come to church. You understand me? People should not force you to come to church. From today onwards, you're always in church until the light comes upon your life. Until revelation comes upon your life. And eventually, maybe one of you will be the pastor of this church. Because you, you look like T.D. Jakes. You, 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 might, you, you, might, you, might be, you might be one of the preachers in the world. But you have to be consistent. You have to come to church. God bless you. Look at that flag there. Can you turn around? Look at that flag. Can you follow that flag? Can you follow that flag there? They'll talk to you for a short time. Put your hands together. God bless you. Before, before I, before I hand over to, to the pastor, I, rem I remember, this, I remember something. Before I, I, I hand over the settlement of this house, I, I, I wanted to, to, uh, to challenge you to give your first fruit offering. If there are people, yesterday I gave, I gave, I gave that uh, altar call. Some people came in. There were, I think three, four people. I also want to challenge somebody, even if it is one or two people. I want, I want, if you are prepared to give the first fruit of the year, I want you just to walk in front. I want to give an envelope. Can I have the envelope? God bless you. You can walk in front. 
As long as you have faith, the Bible says, really, you have received and freely give. Amen. Okay, so I have, I have uh, certain people. I think you're bringing your first fruit here. God bless you. I'll, I'll pray for you just later, just now, as I receive your first fruit. May God bless you, Mama, in the name of Jesus. When you put the first fruit there, then you give it to the, um, uh, when the pastor is around so they can pray for you. God bless you. Receive the blessing of God in the name of Jesus. Receive the blessing of God in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Amen. If, if you need to give a first fruit offering. You know, I, 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 I used to like my mother. My, my mother used to call it Passover. God bless you, sir. My, my mother used to call it Passover. Passover. You know, in UCCA. We are, uh, I was brought up in UCCA. And in UCCA, my mother used to keep like maize meal. You know, she would keep like uh, groundnuts and sugar cane. And there was a time she would put on the uniform of the called women's guild in UCCA. And she'll be happy. She'll be dancing. My God. She'll be dancing. And she'll be going to church that day. And the, the church will be full of sugar cane. Will be full of maize. The whole church will be full of agricultural products. And they'll be happy to do it. But they were teaching them about Passover. Passover and, 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 and the Feast of the Harvest were almost connected together. They're almost uh, one next to, next to the other. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And, 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 and listen to me. I always believe that I find my life a bit easier because of my mother's faithfulness. You understand me? Because of her faithfulness. She always was given Passover. And I remember one time she, she pledged to, to put the roof of the whole church. And that, 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 that three months there was no tea with milk at home. And they be complaining and she'll be saying, my, my friends, whatever you see here is because of God. And because of her faithfulness, most of my siblings find it easy to go very high. Find it easy to go very high. There are certain things that as a parent you do, it might not end up with you. It might go into your children's children's future. So I want you to take God seriously. I want to bless you, sir. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. David says, I've been young and to an old age. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you together. Is, is this the first fruit offering? Okay, can you start? I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you together. Father, in the name of Jesus. David says, I've been old. Now I'm, I'm, I've been young. Now I'm, I'm, old. I'm an old man. I've never seen the righteous been forsaken or their children begging bread. Great shall be the peace of your children and your children shall be taught of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. I declare the blessing of Silas upon your life. Like Silas, I'm anointing your hands to strip them out of kings and subdue nations before you. I'm sending help. I'm sending destiny helpers in your life to go before you to level out the mountains and make the crooked way straight. And they shall open a tulip gate and the gates shall not be closed. Gates of bronze they shall destroy and gates of iron they shall cut through. God is giving you treasures of darkness and hidden regions of secret places. 
that you should know that he has called you by your name. May the hand of God that was upon Joseph to be blessed in a foreign land. May the hand of God that was upon Daniel to be preserved even in a lion's den. May it come upon you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, As for me, I shall give you nations for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the world for their possession. Now I pray that may God give you nations. May nations listen to your voice. May you be a voice to nations in the mighty name of Jesus. May the hand of God continuously manifest in your life as you minister. May God magnify your ministry. May God increase your territory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. You are blessed, sir. You are blessed, sir. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen. Amen.